Again, all morning long, we're talking about stress management. For more information on stress management, reach out to us on social media, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like, follow, and share there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. My next guest is Dr. James P. Herman. He is an internationally recognized expert on stress biology. He is the chair of the Department of Pharmacology and Systems Physiology and director of the Neurobiology Research Center at the University of Cincinnati. It's our pleasure to welcome Dr. James P. Herman to the show. Good morning, doctor. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. All right. Now, you're here this morning to talk about how stress impacts your total health, one's total health. Now, what do we know about chronic stress and how it impacts the body? What do we see? What do we know, doctor? So what we know is that uh, chronic stress creates a significant challenge to most body systems. So most body systems are in pretty good balance. They're very well controlled. And what happens with stress is you tend to push those systems a little bit harder. And when you do that over a prolonged period of time, that can contribute uh, to the generation of disease and make diseases worse. So what type of diseases do we normally see associated with stress? Well, ones that are directly associated are things like post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, there's also a pretty good connection between stress and the uh, um, severity of depression and also between stress and drug addiction. Uh, stress tends to make increase the drive to consume drugs of abuse, alcohol, etc. Okay, and so outside of that, what else do we see? So in the area of uh, cardiovascular disease, for example, uh, you see an acceleration of development of heart disease, uh, atherosclerosis, also um, genesis of uh, high blood pressure. So all of these things are connected with stress. And what's, what's happening is that the heart is basically trying to, thinks it's trying to adapt when actually it is being continually challenged by the stressors and it makes things go awry okay. in the structure and in the function of the heart. Now, doctor, is it true that stress can cause issues with memory and focus? And some research even shows a link between stress and Alzheimer's disease. Well, stress actually uh, interfaces with the areas in the brain that control uh, learning and memory. And what, they, what stress will do is it will create an energetic challenge in these uh, systems that control memory. And as a result, memory can be degraded. And for example, in Alzheimer's disease, it's thought that stress and stress hormones in particular interface with the degenerative process that is going on in the cells. The cells are already challenged. And when the stress hits them, when the stress hormones hit them, it challenges them even more and they are accelerated along the pathway toward death. Now, let's talk about weight gain and weight loss. They both can be linked to stress as well. Let's talk about how so and why. Well, in terms of weight gain, there's a pretty good uh, evidence that stress-induced eating is a definite thing. It is a thing. And so basically this is the body trying to self-medicate to reduce stress by eating. And as a consequence, you get into this vicious cycle, the so-called comfort food hypothesis mm -hmm. of eating particularly poor nutritional quality foods to excess, which results in increased body weight gain and can contribute to diabetes and obesity. 
Okay. And what about weight loss? In weight loss, uh, there is evidence that severe stress can precipitate anorexia and weight loss. And so it's almost a double-edged sword. Some folks will use eating to reduce stress. And in other cases, stress can actually interface with processes and cause people to lose weight. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. All morning long, we're talking about stress management. In the studio with me this morning, we're joined by Dr. James Herman. He is an internationally recognized expert on stress biology. Um, He's here this morning to talk about how stress impacts your overall health. What tips can you offer our listeners on how to reduce and how to cope and manage with stress so it doesn't impact your body and your your overall health? Yeah, that's a tough one. But I think recent uh, work has really shown that approaches like mindfulness therapy, approaches like um, yoga, basically things that would would allow you to do things that you find rewarding for yourself can help reduce stress. For some people, for example, it might be exercise. For other people, exercise might be a stressor in itself, right? Mm. So so it depends on the person. I think the important thing is to find out what resonates with you and what uh, you can do to kind of relax and uh, make your life a little bit more enjoyable. Okay, and so if you recognize some of these symptoms, if you're listening this morning, is this something that you should talk to your physician about or what are some recourses? I think it's always worthwhile talking to your physicians. So have, letting them know that you're under significant life stress can help them figure out how to best treat you and how to direct you, whether that's uh, increasing uh, blood pressure medication dose or or suggesting uh, seeing a, a therapist or engaging in classes or something along those lines. So definitely it's worth a discussion with your physician because most physicians will are attuned to the fact that stress does contribute to almost you know every disease class. Okay. And so let's talk about this, doctor. What do we know about the lasting effects of lifelong stress? What do we know there? Well, this is something that has come to the fore in the field of psychiatry. And uh, it's basically an understanding that significant stress early in life, traumatic stress, can have a lifelong impact on how the individual reacts in stressful situations. And so, for example, it's thought that the lifelong impact, and this is certainly true in uh, both animal studies and in humans, that the lifelong impact can uh, result in depression, anxiety, et cetera, later in life. So it's key to have an understanding of the individual's prior experience uh, early in life and be able to realize that people who have these might be at risk for development of stress-related disease. You touched on this earlier, but let's talk about the effect stress has on mood, anxiety, depression, and addiction. You touched on addiction a little bit, but let's talk more about those as a whole. Certainly, anxiety is very linked Mm-hmm. to stress processes. And, and what happens in a number of these disease cases states, and this is, you know, anxiety is certainly one of them, the body's stress response is turned on under conditions where it really shouldn't be. So an anxiety response is really a misplaced stress response. You're in a situation that you should be able to handle and you should be able to manage, but your body is basically giving you a different message. And so that um, stress signal becomes manifest, becomes, you know, obvious at the wrong time, which creates problems for the, for the uh, person in terms of mood. Okay. And let's talk about addiction. 
Yeah, so there's a pretty good uh, body of evidence that, that indicates that individuals, for example, who are abstinent kind of uh, come through and are in remission for addiction will be very sensitive to stressors. And stressors can actually trigger a relapse of drug-taking behavior or alcohol intake. Interesting. And, and we also see this in stress and depression. How are they related? Well, this is another case where the body is giving the wrong message at the wrong time. So uh, the types of things you see in depression, the behavioral withdrawal, et cetera, these are really good things to have happen to you when you're sick. But when you're not sick, when you're, you're by, you should be able to function normally, the engagement of these systems really can cause um, and exa- exaggerate the problems with mood and problems with uh, physical problems as well. And so for our listeners that if they would like to seek help, what resources or what would you recommend for those that are dealing with stress? We talked about talking to your physician, right. but outside of that, are there, what, are there other resources you would recommend? Well, there's always uh, mental health professionals that can help with this, therapists. I think we're getting to the point in you know our society today where people are realizing that going to the therapist to kind of help with these things is not necessarily an admission of a horrible thing. It's not as stigmatized as it used to be. And so it's worth doing that. And there are a number of, of avenues that are available, either uh, directly person to person, teleconferencing, and also some online programs are actually available too. Well, with that, doctor, we're out of time this morning. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise with us and our listeners. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks for having me. We've been speaking to Dr. James P. Herman, internationally recognized expert on stress biology. Still to come as we continue our look at stress management, we talk about how to manage work-related stress and how to relieve financial stress. That's still to come as Sunday Morning Magazine continues right after this.